0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself. Bob Lefler,
1: And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite as always. Speaking of the exact opposite, my lovely co-host, the Ramon B. How are you, Ramon?
0: Well, uh, I will say I'm missing the amount of lovely we had in last time in the studio,
1: so it's just you and yeah, me. Yeah, we had hot chicks in the studio last well, time. Well, I wouldn't say that. We had to subpoena climate. that. climate. Oh, you wouldn't? No. no. Well, that just goes to show you the difference between you and me. You know, I was thinking this is not – we always start with the headlines of the day. We do that. This is not a headline of the day. It's really about you and me. I was thinking that we kind of toggle between crazy person and role model. Uh, Which one am I? Time for the (laughs) drums. That's it. (laughs) No, both of us. Oh, that was kind of late. It was kind of late. The button was sticky. There's some sticky stuff on the button. So uh, last week, by the way, did you have a lovely week?
0: I did. Mm. And yourself? Any
1: excitement that we can talk about?
0: Nothing other than uh, blowing up the motor in my truck. Oh, did you? Did you blow yeah, up the Yeah, and I'm motor? glad I did it during these um, inflationary times because yeah. I'm sure it's about $4,000 more than it was maybe a year ago.
1: Now, you look like a truck guy. What kind of truck?
0: Well, it's an old one. It's 1987 Chevrolet Stepside Pickup.
1: Yeah, I had an 80s uh, Chevy pickup. Those they're, are the good old days,
0: I bought them when they weren't cool. They're kinda of cool now, so yeah, yeah, kind but of square, that, yes, that's yeah, what
1: very square back in those days. Well, we're kind of square that we are, so there's that, so uh we have been talking about prospecting for those uh real estate agents who may be listening. Do we have any real estate agents? Who are listening? I
0: would assume one or a couple two. we got
1: a couple, yes. So uh, we have been talking about cold calling. Last week I was uh, talking about that, or last week we were just doing stupid jokes because the uh, my friends, well, the Oklahomans, were here.
0: You were doing jokes that were, I would say, borderline stupid. Yeah, but uh, in a hilarious way. Yeah, my jokes, on the other hand, as always, were ignored.
1: Not not borderline. I call it in the panhandle of stupidity. There you go. <laughs> That's where we operate. So uh, last week, I, th- I don't know what we talked about last week because we had the uh, the ladies here from Oklahoma, but uh, we had been previously talking about cold calling. So those of you tuning into the podcast, if you go back to the oldest episodes and listen to them uh, towards the newest, things might make more sense Perhaps nothing makes sense, but that is that, that when went. we
0: were paying attention. more? No, we or?
1: weren't. It was just that we do things in an order that sometimes makes it. No, we. I don't recall ever paying attention. We're so broke we can't afford to pay attention. Isn't that the old line? Should I rimshot that one? I Boom. would. Boom. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, uh, so what happens if we're if we're prospecting and they say. Yes, I would say the problems that you have when you're prospecting as a real estate agent looking for listings, your problems don't even begin until they say yes. And then, of course, uh, untrained uh, agents that have succumbed to bad coaching always go right to when, uh, but first you should find out where they are moving to. But what if they're not moving? What if the house is a house they don't live in? What if it's a vacation home? What if it's a, a rental property, then you know where are you moving to really doesn't fit. So then the question is uh, – and you should write this down – where is your money moving to? So if I were to sell my house, I would be moving and my equity would be moving with me. The money would come with me. But if I didn't live in the house and it was a rental, uh, I would not be moving. Only the – well, the tenant would be moving I guess – uh, but if it was a vacation home, I would not be moving. If it was a rental property, I would not be moving. But my money, the equity, would be moving. So that's the question is where is your money moving to? But you're doing it not with those exact words. So you say, so let, let's let uh, let's assume that I sell your house and uh, at the end of that I will be handing you a very large check, probably much bigger than you were um, – imagining, uh, you're going to do one of three things with that money. So I want you to write these down. One is you would be paying off existing debt. Two, you would be buying a mutual fund. Or three, you would be investing in other much higher performing real estate. So uh, when you sell, and I hand you the big check, what are you going to do spend it so I, I screwed this up did you know, we should we should edit this whole thing no don't don't edit it now i screwed up this thing
0: i feel like it's more real you know what i didn't you. have coffee i need coffee wait a minute, wait a wait a minute. minute. Now okay now i'm ready reset now
1: you. i'm ready so the secret to this the setup is You want – you're going to get their business if they realize you have some inside information about them that they didn't know. So when I hand you the big check, you're going to either spend it or you're going to invest it. So here's what spending means. Spending means you're going to buy a car, take a vacation, you know, and buy some depreciating asset like a 1984 Chevy Stepside. How dare you, sir? 87. It's probably going up in value now.
0: Now. Now no, it's, it's going over. up. Yeah,
1: we've, we've, I'll,
0: go, I'll check it at Barrett-Jackson. bottomed <laughs> out.
1: At, that's after the new motor. It'll go up. But, um, but you're going to, you know, blow it, go to Vegas, blow the money, uh, or you're going to um, invest it. And investment means one of three things. So these were the three things I wanted you to write down. So you're going to define spending and you're going to define investing. So the truth is... When they sell a rental property, a vacation home, they are either going to take that money and they're going to either spend it or they're going to invest it. So right off the bat, you're telling them something that they know but they hadn't really thought about perhaps. So when you spend it, again, depreciating assets, you know, blow it, vacation, whatever, lunch. Uh, but investing it means one of three things. It is either paying down existing debt. Um, mutual fund or other much higher performing real estate. Now, when you say other much higher performing real estate, they think, huh, maybe I never thought about that. So I'm telling them what they are going to do and I realize that immediately they would be saying, huh, you know, like to themselves, you could tell it just changed the tone of the conversation. They go, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. So that's what you want them. You're you're trying to sell them on, on you. So they say, uh, yeah, we we we're considering uh, other much higher performing real estate. Say okay. So if I have an amazing strategy, and like every fearless agent coaching student of mine, I do have a, an amazing strategy, and it uh, would virtually guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house. They'd be very happy that they did. You'd end up netting after all expenses are done after, uh, you know, the net to you, the check that I hand you spendable is tens of thousands of extra dollars more than you could get any other way or with any other agent. Would that help your cause? Yes. Okay. So where's your, where are you moving to? Sell them on the product crush the competitors, resell them on the product, and then go to when. So when people are moving, the when question is when is the soonest realistically you can imagine moving day ever being. But again, they're not moving. So when you have to move, when you have to sell your house and move, it's, it's a little more difficult to think that all through. And you know, there may be the husband and the wife or other partners involved, um, and they may not all agree on when moving day might be, but that's the question I'm trying to get answered is when is the soonest, realistically, you could imagine moving day ever being I'm No fearless agent, coaching student of mine would ever say something like, "When are you thinking about putting your house on the market?" That is not what we are going to ask. If they say, well, we were thinking about putting it on the market in the spring, I'd say, well, uh, that's interesting. When is the soonest realistically you can imagine moving day ever being? Now, if it's out of ways, you know, six, eight months, then you would say, so if you knew for certain that by waiting just six months that you would end up losing tens of thousands of dollars – Uh, would you have to wait? Now, they would say, well, how in the world would I lose tens of thousands of dollars by waiting? And every fearless agent would say, well, it wouldn't matter if you had to wait. Do you have to wait? No, we don't have to wait. Okay. Well, with that in mind, to avoid losing tens of thousands of dollars by waiting for no good reason, when is the soonest, realistically, you can imagine moving day ever being? And they tell you, You know, could your husband imagine that too or would he think you're crazy? You know, so I want to get that question answered so I know, is it time to schedule a listing appointment or is it time for me to say, when should I check back with you? So now if they don't live in the house, you know, there is no moving day. So then the question would be, when is the soonest, realistically, you can imagine – me handing you the big check, tens of thousands of dollars more in your hand, and you'd be turning over the keys to the new owner. When is the soonest something like that you could ever imagine that happening? Now, usually with with a rental property, they're saying oh right away, or a vacation property oh right away. Uh, you know, unless there's stuff in it they need to get out, but that that usually tends to be a quicker a quicker thing. So. Uh, Little things like that make all the difference in a real estate conversation. So I noticed something um, about my coaching students sometimes, and I think every every realtor may be guilty of this. I had a conversation with a guy who's been on the show. He's been on the – we're not going to name his name because he did something a little a little crazy. Uh, he's completely crazy, but what he did was just a little just bit crazy. Just a little? Cra- just oh, a little you know, not, not that bad. So uh, – He said, I've got a guy who owns uh, five properties. And, uh, you know, a couple of them are lots. A couple of them, and this is like in New York, someplace, city. And uh, a couple of them are mixed use, where there's like a, you know, or a bar or a market on the bottom, and then there's residential up top. And then a couple of them are homes. And he said, uh, he mentioned selling them all at once and i said um what's he going to do with the money and so my coaching student says well he's probably gonna and i said when you say probably if you don't know the answer say i don't know don't make up some story in your head that might be true or might not be true and he goes yeah i don't know okay i said i said well um uh why why would he why would he sell them all at once you know what what would be the reason for that and he said you know well his father you know there were his father's property i said well is his father alive or dead and he said well he's probably blah, blah 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 and i said well hey hey hang on a second if you don't know if he's alive or dead he's one or the other
0: that's one thing there's never usually a
1: probably the alive, dead? If the guy – if you can't probably. tell if he's alive or dead, he probably yeah. should be in radio. Hello. Hello. See, that's how it's done here, kids. So uh, so he's, he's thinking – and I, and I notice it's not just him. A lot of real estate agents do that. They're trying to predict what the seller's answer would be. Well, just ask the question. They'll, they'll tell you. No, my father's dead. I inherited it and I'd like to get rid of it all at once. Well, should he sell them all at once? Uh, probably not. You know, I don't, I don't recall. I asked, I asked uh, my coaching student, I said, have you ever had a buyer come to you and say, here's what I'm looking for. I want to buy five properties from one guy. I want a couple of them to be lots. I want uh, a couple of them to be mixed use, commercial and residential. And I want a, a couple of them to be homes. Uh, have you ever had a buyer say that to you? He goes, "No." I said, "That's because nobody wants that." First of all, mixed use—they don't even build that anymore. That was such a great idea that they quit doing it, you know. And uh, although you can see uh, in urban areas they do this live-work baloney, but um, but that's not that's not uh, the future. So so just ask, you know, and you'll and you'll find out. Now, so the question—the magic question—there's always a magic question in fearless agent sales, the magic question is, let's say you were able to sell them all at once to one guy. Um, Or you could sell them one at a time to five different people. If you were going to make twice as much money one way or the other, um, which would you pick? The way that makes you twice as much money or the way that makes you half as much money? And, of course, the seller would say, well, the, the one that makes me twice as much money. And, and then we say, well, then we know what you're not going to do. You, so you have to set up the question and, and obviously selling them separately is how he's going to get the most money. It's like if a builder builds a subdivision, he's going to say, I'm only going to sell the houses if I could sell all 100 of them to one guy. You know, That's not how you're going to get top dollar. So uh, just being good at, at asking uh the right question. So when they say yes, uh, the format is where, when, let's get together. So write that down. When you're prospecting, they say, yes, I am thinking of selling my house. First you go to where, then you go to when, and then you go to let's get together. Now, that's the basic format, but it's a little more complicated. So where means – Sell them on the product, you know. Find out where. Sell them on the product. And by the way, where might not be any of your business. Sometimes people will say, "Well, that's none of your business." And I say, "Okay, well, let's let's talk about the one thing that I know absolutely for certain is my business. When I sell the property, if I have an amazing strategy, and I do, and then I sell them on the product. So, so write down where." where and then below that, right, sell them on the product, which is the tens of thousands of extra dollars that only fearless agent coaching students of mine know how to get the seller more than any other non-coaching student of mine could ever get them. Crush the competitors, resell them on the product, and then go to when. So the big headings are where, when, let's get together. So when, again, is not... When are you thinking about selling? When are you thinking about putting it on the market? When is about moving day? When equals moving day? So when is the soonest realistically that you can imagine moving day ever being? Well, we were thinking about putting it on the market in the spring. Okay, again, when is the soonest realistically – you could imagine moving day ever being. Well, I haven't really thought about that. Okay, moving day means all of your stuff is out, you are out, and I've handed you on that day this giant check that's got way more money than you could get any other way. When is the soonest realistically you could imagine something like that ever happening? And and then if they say, oh, a month, say, okay, are you married? Yeah, uh, uh, your wife. Could she imagine moving her stuff and your stuff, moved out of the house in a month, or would she think you're a little crazy? Oh, no, she'd probably think I was a little crazy. Okay. Well, you know your wife. When is the soonest, realistically, you can imagine her thinking moving day would ever be? So that's what I'm trying to get to. So I'm trying to figure out, is it time to book an appointment to meet, or should I get more information so I can follow up at the, at the right time? So let's get together uh, now if like let's say they say sixty days and, and their spouse thinks that's a that's a realistic idea, then maybe you get together now is a good time. But if it's it's if it's still, you know, three months maybe we get together now, four months starts to be, you know, when should I check back with you? Now They say, well, you know, you can call me whenever you want. Well, then I'm going to make a judgment call and I'm going to remind myself when to call them back in my calendar or, you know, three by five cards, whatever. My foolproof, I got to have a foolproof system for not letting them fall through the cracks, whatever that would be. So, um, by the way, if any of the stuff, it's time for a shameless plug, don't you think, Ramon? Time for Bob Leffler's Shameless Plug. And of course, we squeeze in coffee. But if any of the stuff we talk about here on the big podcast makes any sense to you whatsoever, and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, do what all my coaching students have done. Give me a call. They called me toll free at 480 385 8810. That's my cell phone number. I'll probably answer. Unless, of course, we're on the podcast when you call them, then we just. Then you them become on the a po- guest on a the victi- podcast. I mean, a volunteer on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent if that would be a good fit. So I don't try to sell you on coaching. I will not be closing you, and goodness knows I know how to close you, but I won't be doing that. Uh, I do want to make sure it's a good fit for you. If it is a good fit, you will get rich. Not Oprah Rich, not Bill Gates Rich, but Realtor Rich. And um, and if it's not a good fit, then we'll admit that to each other, and I'm still happy to help you in, in other ways. Um, and I love talking to realtors. Don't think, don't ever think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Always call me at 480-385-8810. You know, I had a lady, Cole, call me. I'll bet a whole year has gone by before uh, – I live in the most desirable neighborhood in probably all of Arizona maybe. And I never get cold calls. And you know, so if you cold calling up and down the street and my numbers listed, you know, I'm not on the do not call list or anything like that. Because that would be very hypocritical if I was. But um, so I'm I'm reachable and um, and I get less than a cold call per year. So, if you are prospecting on the telephone, you really don't have any competition. That's that's the moral of that sort. I live in an older neighborhood where all the people are old; they all have equity, and it would be the perfect place to call. And yet, nobody is calling me. So today, I met Randy's having uh, breakfast. Have you been to Randy's?
0: Uh, you've asked me before. Maybe we should go yet to Randy's. Not taking me. Well, I'm there so I'm every day. Now. I'm not going right. to
1: take you. You have, you have to get your truck fixed. Well, in that case, it'll be <laughs> a while. <laughs> it'll be a month or two before we go to Randy's. So, uh, uh, but I was uh, in the parking lot at Randy's, and my phone rings, and it's this uh, uh, girl, and she calls me and, uh, and asks me if I want to sell my house. So I'm, you know, my brain's fried. I don't know what I'm doing. I said, no, but thank you for calling. You're doing a good job. So then I called her back and I said, you know, I'm kind of a famous real estate coach. Are you a real estate agent? And she goes, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. I go, what what company do you work for? And she works for one of these scammy home investor things, all of which will go out of the business in this market that, that we're in now. But uh, I said, hey, why don't you check out my podcast and check out my website? And uh, she was very nice about that. So uh. anyway, but if, if – uh, If you cannot afford coaching but you wish you could, go to fearlessagent.com. We have a webinar there. It's about 45 minutes long. Take a lot of notes. Go to the video training page. Watch all of those videos. Go to my speaking page. There's like um, an excerpt from a two-day event or a couple of excerpts there. And then uh, my guarantee to you is that those free videos are going to be way better coaching than you would pay for from any other coach any any type of coaching any amount of money and if you ever have a question of course you can always call me cuz we want to help you for free so you can afford our coaching as soon as possible so we are here for you um, also go to fearlessagent.tv hit subscribe for all of our videos and then go to the fearless agent podcast make sure you subscribe to this and uh that should get you set up and again you can always call me if you ever have a question at 480-385-8810 so where when let's get together so think of you know if you if you've never telephone prospected before um that's where the big bucks is. You know, I, The the agents that I coach that make the most money don't do any marketing of any kind. They're not on Facebook screwing around. They don't do any social media. They don't um, send postcards, brochures. They don't do mass mailings. They, they just work on the phone, stay on the phone.
0: I recently discovered that uh, a person that I used to know, of course – in real estate now and it said on the website number one in digital media
1: in Mm -hmm. the valley number one on digital i thought we were number one no no no. oh no it's him
0: it's because this person was really good about doing instagram is it a guy TikTok? no Mm. but that was the highlight i think guys
1: don't do tiktok i don't think so I, I don't, that's a I girl don't even thing. know what TikTok was. That really was sexism is? in case you didn't catch it. That's all right. But I I'm think guys to. don't do TikTok. But to, to, right?
0: to highlight, their are number one on social media in the real estate market in this valley.
1: Hmm. So we'll see them at the food bank later. I mean, mm-hmm. the, what's I the, have a few, Well, we can look that <laughs> up. <laughs> you know,
0: the first thing I told the, the person that they were showing this to me, I said, yeah, when I'm going to buy a house, the first thing I do is jump on
1: TikTok and right. see what I can find. Of course. Where you see like, well, what is on TikTok? Dancing, Dancing donkeys, and, yeah. and stupid, crazy stuff. You know, it, when I was younger, uh, I would have been on TikTok, but it would have been somebody else taking a picture of me when I was drunk and I didn't know I was on <laughs> TikTok. That's how that would have worked, I'm pretty sure. So if you're, let's say you're cold calling this week and you wanted to make the most money possible. Well, that makes sense. Um, pick an area. You know, when I was uh new in real estate, I always tell the story about people would would come to me and they would say, uh, gee, you know, Bob, I uh I ha- I have these problems uh in in real estate. I go, yeah, me too. I got all kinds of problems because I didn't know what I was doing because I was going through the company training and the industry training and it was training me how to be broke. And they said, uh I can't get uh I can't get the sellers to price my listings right. And I, I remember thinking, you know, that's funny. I don't have that problem. I got a whole lot of other problems, but that is not – that was never a problem for me. And then the other one was I can't, I can't get a full commission, you know. And, and back then a full commission would have been 6% and I was always charging 7 effortlessly. And, and I was thinking, oh, that's funny. I, I never have that problem. I have a lot of problems, but that was not my problem. And I and I finally figured out what the pro, what what the reason why I didn't have those problems. So they used to tell you to pick a farm area, you know. So every real estate agent uh, picks their farm area the same way I did. They pick the area where they live, you know. So uh, so all these agents were picking the area that was newer. And I lived in an older part of town. So my area was built in 1958. That's where I lived. And um, so I get into real estate in 1984. Well, all those houses are either already paid off or they're, you know, one owner has already paid it off or almost paid them off. And it's a bunch of old people. There's no kids. There's no families. Um, Now, the area where I live now was new then. It, my house was built in nineteen eighty well in nineteen eighty you know the the values had been going down, the mortgage rates were twenty one percent everybody was upside down so in in nineteen eighty four when I got into real estate uh I was calling old people with lots of equity, and these other agents were calling uh young people families with negative equity they were upside down. In their houses. Now, in the market we're in now that is declining, you're going to see that again. So it's been, it's been a long time since we've seen the market go down, but you're going to see people with negative equity. So again, older is better than newer. The sellers, think of the sellers, older is better than younger. Young people are broke, millennials are broke, they will never have money, uh, and old people are rich. Compared to young people, and they have equity to pay you with. Cheaper is better than more expensive. So luxury has its own set of problems that I'm not sure you need. Uh, so luxury properties in a market like we're heading into now, you know, you'll see twenty million dollar houses selling uh, two years later for ten million. Well, that doesn't. You don't see two hundred thousand dollar houses selling for a hundred a year later. So, lesser expensive, you know, and by luxury, I mean 4,000 square feet or greater. But, you know, middle class American homes, that stuff sells in any market. So, nobody has to buy a luxury home. Everybody has to buy a home, but they don't have to buy a luxury home. So, a lot of the luxury people lose a lot of money. And then they move down back into middle-class American homes, and then you got the people on the bottom trying to get up into those. So that that's kind of an insurance policy for your real estate business. And then if you can avoid things like uh, complicated things, like associations, you know, older neighborhoods are nice because they don't have the association uh, HOA Nazis and all just that extra level of paperwork and risk and all, all the stuff you don't need. Uh, so- you know if you're if you're going to use mojo or uh which is mojocells.com if you want to check that out as an automatic dialer you can you can draw maps around parts of the city and and suck in their phone numbers to to call or using callinformation.com that's another resource for the data but then you just contact them using the uh, – avoid avoid multifamily, avoid duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, avoid herpes simplex, I always say. Avoid all that thing, with, anything with plex on the end. And then – so if the stuff that has the most equity is always going to be middle-class American single-family homes uh, in older neighborhoods. That's always going to be – and by older – so this is 2022 – I think if you get uh newer than oh let's say 2004 um you might find that uh in a, in a year or two those have not doubled in value enough. So uh you want something where the whole neighborhood has doubled in value. Closer to town always doubles in value faster than farther from town so you can just use those as some guides to pick pick your area. So um, then, you're, then you're going to set the appointment. So in the next show, this is tease. What do what, you do this in the, in the business? The That's tease. it. On the next show, we're going to talk about how to set the appointment and not lose the appointment uh, like so many non-fearless agents do. So I want to thank all of you for being with us today. Uh, Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Again, you can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. If you would like to be on the show, you could call me and we will put you on the show. Uh, And if you have a poor sense of your own personal boundaries like the ladies from Oklahoma do, so much the better, right? More entertaining. Uh, Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. And if you happen to be a real estate company owner, and you are recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch my video on recruiting there. Then give me a call, and we'll see if we can help you with that as well. And until next week, do the three things we always do. Ramon and I, we always do these three things. We always have fun. Oh, yeah. Stay humble. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, Gary.